Welcome to the Jesus Loves Me podcast. That's Jenna Rowling. And that is Sharon Luzzi. Good afternoon. We have Yvonne Salcedo with us today for her testimony. Hello. And we've known her a while and we love her. And we love you. I know. So we're going to let her share today. My testimony is about my life's journey, which has been quite an adventure. As a kid, I knew rejection, abandonment, pain quite too well. I've been through everything but shot. I've been physically abused, mentally abused, verbally abused, sexually abused. I've been raped. I've been ran over. I just haven't been shot by a gun yet, and hopefully not. And as a kid processing all these things, you get kind of jacked up because you don't know where your emotions belong. You know, you don't know how to process them. You don't know how to function. So you get angry. So I got angry. I got a bit rageful and hateful. And I got angry at God because God was this almighty God, this being who was supposed to protect me. And I saw through my eyes, my filtered eyes, that he didn't that he just allowed everything to happen. And it wasn't until I got older that somebody said to me that God wasn't leaving me alone, that he stood there and he turned his back crying because if I saw him crying, I wouldn't have survived, which is probably the truth. That helped me understand a little bit more. But at that age, I despised God. I physically told him, come down so I can kick his butt. (laughs) <laughs> and how old were you when I you was were... nine years old? Wow, that's really young. Nine years old. That's pretty young to be that aware. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a gift in itself, I think. Yes? I think so. I think it, it's having that knowledge, you know, that there's a greater being. And I went to youth group, and I turned the youth against the youth group leaders because I hated God. I tried to burn down churches. And I swore vengeance against God. And it wasn't until years later, as a teen, I tried to give God a chance. And then the abuse kept happening and happening. And the rapes. And I just could not give God a shot. It just seemed like no matter what, he was just a punk. He was disappearing. And he was allowing things to happen and gave Satan full reign. So I swore to be on Satan's side. And I swore to do 10 times worse against the kingdom of God than I I swore to tear down God's kingdom. And when I did, I became suicidal. I became angry. I began to cut. I became into eating disorders. Anything negative, I joined in on it. Because that was my identity. Because I had none. All I knew was a whore, a bitch. Excuse my French. It's okay. But that's what I knew at that age. At 10 years old, 11 years old. I knew that at 3.8, I wasn't smart enough. I needed to get a 4.0. I knew having 101 medals wasn't good enough. 87 trophies wasn't perfect enough. I wasn't great enough. So anything I did wasn't qualified enough or great enough. I was imperfect. So I strive for perfection. 
And eventually I gave up and quit trying in school, in life. And eventually my mom told me, let's go hear this speaker, this crazy white lady. And I said, no, she goes, look it, I'll pay you 20 bucks, buy you lunch if you don't like her. I said, all right, I'll give it a chance. I was pregnant, six months pregnant with my son. And I figured, you know, Satan has no game plan. He has no range. He doesn't care how old you are. He doesn't care for limits, so why should I care for limits either? So I went and listened to this white lady. Her name was Carrie Kirschbaum, and I liked her. And, um, and she invited me to hang out at her house. And she'd been talking about God, this God I hated. So I lost the 20 bucks. I lost the lunch, but I still got to take go to lunch. <laughs> um, and I seen another side of God. While all this is going on, I'm still being called names. I'm still getting physically hit. I'm still, my hair is still being pulled by family members. I'm still being assaulted. Different things are going on, and I'm trying to trust this God. Like, check this out. What is God? I surely know who the devil is, but I'm trying this God out, and it's not working. And inside, I'm slow. I'm being ripped apart, and I'm praying for God to kill me. I'm trying to commit suicide, taking bottles of Thorazine and Xanax with alcohol, and I'm waking up sober. I'm trying to cut my wrist. It cuts, and it stops bleeding. I take a gun, pull the trigger, and it doesn't click. All these ways of doing stuff, and I still survive. There's a reason I'm alive. I know it's for my kids. But still, I'm trying to do all this. And this God isn't letting me, but allowing these things to happen. Go figure. What about my opinion? And so I'm still trying out this God and trying to figure out what's going on. And I accept this God as my savior because he seems kind of cool. Seems like, you know, his heart isn't in the wrong. And that's when I found out he was standing next to me with his back turned, crying and weeping. And if I would have saw him weeping, I wouldn't have made it. And you know what? That's true. Because I was dying when all this stuff was going on. And all I needed to see was God, the Almighty, cry. My spirit wouldn't have survived. My soul wouldn't have survived, and I wouldn't have survived. I would have been so broken, I would have never been able to be repaired. And so I have my son, my, my son, and I consecrate him to God immediately because I don't want the enemy to get his hands on him. And six years later, I have a daughter. Consecrate her immediately because I'm not playing by Satan rules. I'm going to outsmart the enemy. And I swore to do 10 times worse against the kingdom of Satan than I did against the kingdom of heaven. And I vowed that. And I have done what I vowed to do. You know, my life hasn't been easy. You know, dealing with depression, PTSD, the emotions behind it, the night terrors, the trauma, having to explain why I react sometimes in a certain way out of responses of old behaviors or old body memories, you know, not understanding the reasonings, but having to get into therapy because God heals, but he also provides other ways of healing, you know, and thank God I have a phenomenal therapist, you know, thank God. I'm healing, and thank God he's a healer and a restorer, because without him, I wouldn't be here today. 
Without him, I wouldn't be in the mind frame I am in today. I would still be in and out of hospitals. I would still be suicidal. I would still be wrapped up in an eating disorder, weighing 83 pounds, 93 pounds, looking all skeletal. My kids would be in a wreck. My poor kids have had to suffer with me going in and out of a hospital. The instability. Today, I'm writing and illustrating a children's book. Today, my life is stable. Today, I have hope and strength, and my hope is renewed and restored. Today, I don't live in condemnation. Today, I don't live in guilt. Today, I don't live in terror and trauma. I deal with trauma, but I don't live in the trauma. Today, I live in grace. I don't live in self-hate. I don't live in, I wish I coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't live in the doubts. I don't live in the nightmares. And I definitely don't live in other people's words of who they said I was. I live in who I am and what God says I am. And it took me years to get to this place. It took me years to get to, I'm ahead and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm his favorite child. You can be his favorite child too, but I'm still his favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm serious. It's hard to get to this place. It's the hardest thing to do is to come out from being a dummy, worthless piece of junk and climbing your way up to the ladder and saying, you know what, that's not right. And looking in the mirror and stop wanting to kill the person in front of you. Stop wanting to bash that monster you're looking at and just say, hey, you know what, you're worth something. And look at that person and say, I love you. Going from I hate you to I love you. That's the hardest transition to make. The hardest. It's easy to suck up our tears and become numb. That's the easiest thing to do. It's easy to put up walls. It's easy to block people out. It's easy to drown out the noise. But it's hard to look at the person in the mirror and numb out from that person. It's hard to love that person and know their truth. Today, I can do that. Before I couldn't, before I wanted to take a bat at that person and destroy every image, every piece of that mirror, I had to stop looking in the mirrors because I hated that person so much. But today, I can go in the mirror and look at myself. I can stand there and put makeup on if I want to. And I don't even have to put makeup on because I don't think I'm ugly. You are beautiful. Absolutely. You know, thank you. But I got to love myself and I had to learn who God was because I didn't have a father growing up. He cheated and had another family. I had to learn who he was as a protector, as a provider. We grew up struggling. I had a single parent mom. I had to learn who he was as a teacher because I didn't listen to teachers. I was rebellious. So my, the way I had to learn who God was, I had to learn who he was as a a warrior because I'm not going to be on the losing side. I refuse to. I'm competitive. I'm sorry. And I want to serve a winning God. And at the end, we all know the devil loses. It's written. He's de-armed. He has no arms. He's defeated. He has no feet. All he is is a mouthpiece. That's all he is. He's nothing. So I had to learn God as a mighty warrior. That I can trust him in my battles. I had to learn who he was as a friend. That I can confide in him in time of need after battles. I had to learn who he was as a teacher, that I can learn from him. 
and trust from his teachings. Then I had to learn who he was as a father, that he's not going to mislead me. He's not going to harm me. He's not going to abandon me and reject me. And then I had to learn who he was as a lover of my soul. I had to let him in and love me. And I had to learn him in these steps because if I didn't, I couldn't let him in as a lover of my soul. And today, he is a lover of my soul. And I do go to church, but I don't go for all the funk and the music and the clicks. I go to worship God. I go to get fed. Yes, I do hang out with friends, but I serve. My job as a person in the church is a servant, to be the least of these. I serve where I'm needed. That's my job in the house of the Lord. Not just to sit there and absorb everything, but to serve, to give back. That's my way of giving back of what I've received, to help others. When I'm driving by and I see a homeless person, if I can't stop to pray for them, an accident, to pray, to call if I need a call. If I see a friend hurting, to reach out, take them out to dinner, or bring them over, have gatherings. That's how we serve with each other. That's how we build each other up. And my advice to you is, Get connected, get connected, even if it's with one person, get connected. Because not everybody's intention is to hurt you. Not everybody's intention is to steal from you. And it's not their intention to break you down. It's their intention to build you up and to push you forward, to see you complete your destiny. What is your hope? What is your dream? What is it you want to do in life? Get connected with the right people. And they'll help you bust through and accelerate into your future and your destiny. Wow. I know. Right? Amen to that. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, goodness. It's not, that's kind of a hard one to even ask questions about because she said it all. <laughs> right? Right. Oh, my goodness. You have such an amazing story, you know, to hear where you were and then to know you now for me is just so awesome. It's a miracle. You are a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God has brought you through so much. And and he wants to do that with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm his favorite. Yes, you are, but I'm still a favorite. <laughs> and I'm his only child. That's right. But I'm still a favorite. I'm still his child. Right? I'm still his favorite. And that, was my, that was always my comeback to Carrie. <laughs> I'm his only child. <laughs> I don't share well. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, that was awesome. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank Me you. Share you. And don't forget to spread the word. Bye. Bye. Bye.